Blitz coming. Purdy lofting, going deep. Has McCaffrey. He's got it. Touchdown, San Francisco. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. And once again, welcome to the happy recap. Because once again, the 49ers have boat raced another opponent. <laughs> this time it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Niners win 35 to 17 11. It is December 11th. The Niners have their ninth win. Brock Purdy is their quarterback. And right now, San Francisco's playing like the best team in football. Yeah, like they, this defense is at a different level. Would they get uh, three turnovers in this game? Now, granted, Brady uh, looked like the 45-year-old that he is, but mm-hmm. the defense made a lot of big plays. And you know what? Brock Purdy looked pretty damn good. Like, he was as as efficient as you could possibly be, I think. Yes. He was exactly what you need him to be, really. And if he's going to get that kind of play, the Niners are still in this thing, man. Absolutely. And you said it, three turnovers by the defense. This team is working in conjunction with one another, playing complementary football right now. It is a beautiful thing to watch. The only thing that's kept this from being a perfect Sunday, of course, is the unfortunate injury to Debo Samuel in the second quarter. He was carted off the field. We don't know the extent of it, but there have been multiple reports that it is, first of all, it's not a knee injury, which we thought it was. It's an ankle. And second of all, that maybe he avoided serious injury. We don't know. As you know, hold your breath. Let's take it. You know, we'll find out in the conference call tomorrow, but that's the only thing that kept it from being a perfect day. Yeah. One big injury from being a perfect day. I mean, McCaffrey looked really good. Uh, it certainly helped his rushing stats since coming to the 49ers. Those haven't been the best. Uh, you definitely lost to that under bet that uh, yes, I heard you I take did. with Michelle. Happy <laughs> you lost to do that it. like in the first quarter. <laughs> Happy to be wrong, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he doubled up, I think, that projection. But uh, yeah, like the offense looked uh, the most efficient it's, it's been all season, in my opinion. They kind of shut it down in the fourth quarter, but. I don't think the offense has looked this good in any other game this year. It's been close, but like this offense was just, where was the mistake? The one mistake they had was something that was called back for penalty, which they did benefit from that. They were real penalties. So you can't say like, oh, it's, you know, they luck, the refs bailed them out or whatever you want to say. But like just in the first half, they had the Purdy sack. They got called back. And then that turned into a touchdown. Then you had the long bucks touchdown. They got called back. And then you had uh, the interception. They got called back and they scored a touchdown on that. Like that's 21 points. Like those, those calls don't come through, which we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo get nailed in the head and it doesn't get called. So uh, it was uh, just a, a very good feeling day. Definitely something that by halftime you were no longer kind of stressing. Going to try to get to, except for the Debo injury, as many of your comments as possible. Maynard watching on the YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. That pump fake touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. Oh my God, Purdy is the missing link. Look, you should be thrilled with how Brock Purdy played today. And it was, a first of all, Ayuk cooked the defender on the route. Uh, the throw, Brock took a shot on the throw. Um, 
but it was a good throw, good play. I saw a stat that Brock Purdy has more uh, 20-plus air yard throws already this year than Jimmy Garoppolo's had all season long, which is just an amazing stat. But you should be thrilled with Brock today. He was exactly what you need him to be. 16 of 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And basically, all of that was in the first half. The whole second half, they were they were taking their foot off the gas, basically. The, I kept saying in the second half, like, can we get out of the third quarter? I wanted to run the clock down more because this game was absolutely over. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, this game was over a long time ago. Like, you could just tell by the way Brady was playing, like, he wasn't, he didn't have some miracle to pull out. This wasn't going to be no 28-0 comeback, you know. It wasn't going to be one-upping the 28-3. to And I got to say the 49ers have now played back-to-back weeks, basically seven-plus quarters with their third-string rookie, last-pick-in-the-draft quarterback, and they have outscored Tom Brady and the big, bad Miami Dolphins by a score of 68-24, to okay? That's how good this damn team is. Third-string rookie backup quarterback, and we are polaxing people. That's freaking impressive. Nobody wants to play this team. And by the way, Seattle lost. So Thursday, they can pretty much lock up the division. They can clinch it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it wouldn't be clinched clinched because technically they could lose all four games. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, it wouldn't be fully clinched, but it would be. That's a beautiful thing. Right. That's another like, again, like the only thing that kept it from being a perfect Sunday was the Debo injury. I, I was. So here's what happened. I had a Christmas party earlier today but my wife was like don't worry we'll leave in time for the niner game and i was like okay i've been feeling sick all week i was feeling sick at the party and we leave and all of a sudden there's like a blizzard here so we have to go like 20 miles an hour on the ride home i'm watching the game on my phone i missed i didn't miss but i watched the whole first quarter on my phone in the car i had my wife drive so i could watch the game and uh i was like i couldn't believe what i was seeing it was a weird day for me. It was an easy day for the 49ers. The only thing that scared me was the guys kept getting banged up in this one. Kerry Hyder, Kevin Givens, Debo Samuel, Diamador Lenore, Jimmy Ward was hurt at one point. I, I, that was the only thing that, that kept it from being a perfect day. And by the way, I, I do have this stat here that I think is interesting. Tom Brady, 55 pass attempts. It is the second lowest amount of yards he's ever had with at least 50 attempts. He only has one other game, and it was by four yards. He had 249 yards in one game. He had 253. He averaged less than five yards a pass. Like, normally, if if you told me Tom Brady's going to pass 55 times and he won't have less than 300 yards, like, th- that would be a sucker bet. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. He'll get his yards. Well, I talked to Ira Kaufman of JoeBucksFan.com, and he told me the problem with the Bucks offense is if they don't throw deep, and Brady, like, didn't throw deep the whole game. And I said, once he told me that, I was like, look, if that's the route the Bucs want to take, good luck, man, because you're not going to beat the 49ers offense doing that. Uh, I like this comment from MC Rebecca 11 watching on my Twitch page at Stats on Fire. The first half was arguably one of the best halves in the Kyle Shanahan era. It's a really good point. I mean, just about everything went right for the 49ers in that first half from both sides. The Bucs had 111 total yards in the first half. They were just two for seven on third down. 
Meanwhile, the Niners dropped 290 yards. They were four of five on third down in the first half, averaged almost eight yards a play, and Brock Purdy threw four incomplete passes with three total touchdowns. That's domination in one half of football. So let's talk about Purdy. With the way he played in this game, does that like raise what you think is possible this year? <sighs> if he's going to play like that every game, yes. But like, I don't, here's the, the thing. We don't have to make any definitive statements about Brock Purdy right now. We don't have to declare he's the starting quarterback right now. We don't have to do any of that. You don't have to, I don't have to decide if he's good, great, if he stinks, flash in the pan, whatever. All I got to do is just enjoy it. And that's what I would say. I'm not ready to say that Brock Purdy's, you know, the starter next year or anything, or that he's going to be good or great or whatever. I'm not ready to make any declarative statements about Brock Purdy. And guess what? I don't have to. All I have to do is just sit back and enjoy the fun. All right. So allow me then before we get into this, because this is going to be pretty much a almost complete positive podcast other than Debo. Allow me to my one white blanket thing that plays into what you just said. Nick Mullins, his first ever start. He was a rookie as well. Don't do that right now. Come on, 262 man. yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, everything's hunky-dory. There's going to be no issues. Brock Purdy's as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Super Bowl is on the way. It just means he had a really good, promising first game. Now the defenses have some film on him. Let's see what he can do when the defenses are able to adjust. Uh, Bucks watching on YouTube says Brock definitely threw an awful interception. The refs made sure they saved y'all. It was a ticky tack call, but here's the thing bucks. And here's the thing that I love. All that did was take the interception off the board. The next play Brock throws a pump fake and drops the long touchdown to IU. So like, yeah, we got saved by maybe the refs on that call, but you know what? That didn't put seven up on the board. Brock did that the next play. It's what do you do when those breaks go your way? And the 49ers cashed in every time in the first half they got into the red zone. Every single time, and that's how you get the blowout win. And good for the 49ers for doing that. Uh, GX the second watching on YouTube. Thanks for the super chat. Let's go. Great win. Hope Debo's okay. Sky's the limit for this team with how the defense is playing. I just want to say to everybody out there, I'm going to try and keep an eye on uh, what's up with the postgame stuff. But if you see any updates, let me know because, of course, we want to talk about that. Uh, full whites watching on YouTube. Nick Mullins was facing the JV team. I don't even remember. It was at the Raiders that he was playing. Whatever. Yeah. We don't have to decide on Brock. We don't have to decide on Brock and don't be bringing us down wet blanket. <laughs> yeah, Come I on. Mean, it, it's the best example we got. It's, it's Mr. Comparison for him, but no, like Purdy, he looked in my opinion, capable of anticipating and getting through his reads faster mm -hmm. than any other quarterback that has been on the 49ers roster with Kyle Shanahan. He was extremely quick through his progressions and could anticipate. And if you can do that as a quarterback, even if you're physically limited, you can do a lot of damage and you can be good enough. As long as you don't make stupid turnovers, like if you can anticipate and throw accurately, you're going to have a future in the league as a starter. Nathan watching on the YouTube page. First time in a long time, this offense seems really unpredictable. I have no idea what they're going to do. Fun to watch. Yeah, I think you saw that on the McCaffrey receiving touchdown. He's out wide and he just runs a fly. And I think it was Logan Ryan who was guarding him. Like he hopped back inside for a minute. Like he thought McCaffrey was going to go inside. 
Kyle Shanahan is absolutely in his bag right now. And I think sometimes like we talk about players who get in the zone and stuff like that, the same thing can happen to play callers. And I think right now you've got Kyle Shanahan. I think that the staff is in a zone right now. You know, don't forget there was what, 14 coaching changes for the Niners on the offensive side of the ball. And we talked about how they were going to be better as the season went along. Cause everybody was going to get used to one another. I think right now you've got the combination of that familiarity with the players that are in there. You know, now this is what week five with Christian McCaffrey in the helm. I think all those things are coming together and that's why you're seeing the offense roll like it has the past few weeks. Every they're, they're, coming together and gelling at the perfect time. Can I just say the thing I was happiest about, other than obviously the result of the game, two of the touchdowns were passes that traveled more than 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. Right. And what did I say when we recorded our weekly podcast? He needs to show the ability to go deep, at least make that a threat. Right. So the defenses have to defend against it. They can't cheat. And he did that, and he scored two touchdowns off of it. Mm -hmm. So defenses have to play him honest. They're not going to be able to cheat, and that's going to allow him to continue to pick apart the defense on the underneath routes, which is what he truly excels at. Ryan watching on the YouTube page, Brady and Tua both heard footsteps all game long, and you saw them both make mistakes. As a result, one Brady interception was as he was being pulled on. This defense is freaking unbelievable. It is unbelievable. They put a stat up on Fox uh, right at the end of the game. I'm trying to see if I wrote it down. The Niners in their last six games have 10 takeaways just in the second half. That is absurd. And that was the one thing with whether it was Robert Sala or sometimes with D'Amico Ryans, even last year, the defense did not generate turnovers. They didn't give up big plays, but they didn't generate turnovers. Well, guess what? This year, I don't know what the hell is the difference, but holy crap, this team doesn't give up anything and they take the ball away from you. Yeah, that that's really a big change. We are not used to a defense that gets a ton of turnovers. With Robert Sala and even last year with D'Amico Ryans in his first year, it was a defense that they didn't give up points. They right. didn't give up big plays, but they also didn't get big game-changing plays. This year, they're doing... The other things where they don't give up the big plays and they don't give up the points, but they're also getting the big game changing plays. They're getting turnovers, you know, at, at a very good clip. I, you know, they're not amongst the league leaders, but they're much better than they have been. And when they've had the opportunity to make the play, they have made the play, which we yes. have seen in the past that they had the opportunity and they just didn't get it done to, t to get the turnover. You're right. I can't, I don't, I'm sure there have been some, but like last year it was like, I could instantly call to mind three, four, five, six plays where Niners defenders had turnovers in their hands, whether it was interceptions or loose balls on the ground that they did not corral. They did not bring in. And this year, you're right, Levin. You're a thousand percent right. It seems like they've been catching all those passes. They've been diving on some of those fumbles. So that's a good call by you. And it's making a massive, massive difference. Uh, let's see. S2 Outdoors watching on YouTube. If we beat Seattle Thursday night, would we clinch the division? So, well, let me, I don't know. They would be, no, they technically won't because the Niners would be 10 they would and four have a three and Seattle game would be lead, but they would have the tiebreakers in their back pocket with four games to go. But technically, if I'm not, well, no, no they, I think they would officially clinch they would it because clinch they would be yeah, five would. and oh in the division. Seattle could not pass them yeah. in division record, which is the first tiebreaker for a division title. 
which so they is would all officially clinch. as if you needed any more motivation for <laughs> Thursday night's game. By the right? way, I think this is going to be a very big storyline. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but guess how much time of possession Carolina had against Seattle today? Oh, they ran the hell out of the ball for over Almost 200 yards. 40 minutes. That Seattle defense is going to be gassed on Thursday. Short week, and they were just on the field for 40 minutes. That's huge. That's a damn shame, isn't it? Isn't it just, <laughs> I, I weep for Pete Carroll. Really, I do. I'm sure we'll get to see a lot of reaction shots of him on the sideline on Thursday. Chewing that gum. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Normally, like when we when we have an instant reaction show, I know, like, all right, boom, this is the top story. Whether last week it was how Brock Purdy played. This week, everybody was so damn good. Like, I don't even know what the headline of this game is. The headline of this game is just, the 49ers are awesome. Like, name another team. Again, we're not just winning these games. We are chewing teams up and spitting them out. Who's doing this with their third-string rookie backup quarterback? Right. This is the best the Niners have played over a period of games since the start of 2019. Like, they're locked in. Nobody can compete with them. And that was what it was like in the beginning of 2019 when they started out with what was it eight straight wins they're they're at five right now and they just they truly look like a team at a different level it will be really interesting to see what happens when they get into the playoffs like because they don't they don't have a game left this season where it's like oh that really is a good preview for the playoffs <laughs> yeah that's true um just keep it rolling, right? Just keep it rolling. Get everybody comfortable. Keep everybody as healthy as you can. And I mean, I go ask any other team in the NFC. I mean, hell, Dallas almost lost to Houston today. If Houston could score from the freaking one yard line, that game is over. Fortunately, they couldn't. Dallas went down and scored and they won that game. But damn, uh, Sarah watching on YouTube, Debo Samuel update. We don't know yet, Sarah. We're going to keep an eye on it. I promise if we hear anything, we will let you know, and if, if anybody sees anything in the comments, let us know, and we can talk about it. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Dre Greenlaw. He was on KMBR earlier in the week and said, I want to get a Tom Brady ball, and I was a little nervous. Well, guess what? Dre Greenlaw played out of his mind today, 15 tackles, 10 of them solo, one pass defended, and he did get the Brady ball on an interception. Between that and running sideline to sideline with Tyree Kill last week, Dre Greenlaw, talk about guys in his zone. Greenlaw's out of his mind. Well, that interception, too, was it, it wasn't like, oh, here's a gift thrown right to you. Yes. It was a highly athletic play to one, even be in position to get a hand on the ball. But then he was able to jump up, tip it, and still collect himself and get the interception. That's the exact type of play we were talking about earlier. That's the exact type of play that. He might have gotten a hand on it and tipped it, but it wouldn't have right. turned into the interception. It's a good call. Yeah, and he stayed on his feet, kept him underneath, and bam, pulls it in. It's just, they just take your heart on defense. Like, every time you think you might have, you know, a little bit of a glimmer, nope, boom, somebody smashes you in the face and you fumble the ball. Or Dre Greenlaw tips it up and intercepts it. Even the one touchdown the Buccaneers scored was a fluke play where Greenlaw actually tipped the ball and Russell Gage came in and like picked the ball up on his with his fingertips an inch off the ground. Like it was a lucky freaking play. 
that's the touchdown. That's what you got to get to score against this Niners defense right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Brian Elliott on Facebook says this is the best linebacking core in the game. I think it is, and I don't think it's close. No, and I I think it's starting to be something that you do have the debate with Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman on which pair is better. Now, I'm not ready to go there just yet because Greenlaw has just arrived to the level that he's been playing at this season. But boy, does that uh, contract extension look good now. Yeah, I mean, he is. And I was critical of him, so I'll, I'll take it. I didn't think he could get to this level. I absolutely agree. Uh, Waveware watching on YouTube. Christian McCaffrey is playing lights out right now. I have to admit, I was, uh, you said it earlier, Levin, I was telling people take the under on McCaffrey rushing yards. He hasn't been that good as a rusher. Well, today, 14 carries, 119 yards. He had a 38-yard rush for the touchdown, of course. And Jordan Mason, 11 for 56 also. But Christian McCaffrey, we talked about it on Thursday. I cannot believe how much of an important part of this offense he is. And I didn't even leave out, I didn't even mention his two catches for 34 yards and the touchdown that he had there. He's The whole offense is built around him, and it, it's dominant right now. Yeah, it all starts with him. Once you get him, whether in the run game or dump offs in the pass game, the defense basically has to kind of back up and worry about where wherever he is at, they got a key on, and that opens up everything else. Although this game, it really kind of started with Kittle, and then everything yes. else opened up. Uh, I don't know if you're going to like this, Levin. Random Bob, love the show, but you should do the instant reaction with Vish, not Levin. You, I, and Levin all know Vish is better than Levin. Pay Vish enough to get it done. Your response. Random Bob can't even put his name behind it. I swear to God, that's not my burner. But but honestly, I don't care. He, you know, he donated $5. So that's true. Full White's watching on YouTube. Should Javon Kinlaw return for the remainder of games or should we save him for the postseason? He's too injury prone to judge. His return is kind of scary. I mean, the instant, uh, the um, injured reserve situation is very dicey for the team the rest of the way. They have two guys that they can return from injured reserve the rest of the year. You would think maybe Elijah Mitchell, although at this point, who needs Elijah Mitchell? I don't mean to sound crass. Forgive me, Elijah, but like, damn, the running game is real. Jordan Mason looks awesome. He looks awesome. He is the perfect hammer at the end of the game when they need to run the clock out. He runs hard. He always falls forward. I have been super impressed with Jordan Mason. Honestly, uh, to, to answer this person's question here, uh, I would wait and see. Get into that second to last True. week of the season and then start making your decisions on whose windows you want to open up because you don't know what's going to happen where you might not need a defensive lineman because other guys get back. Or you might need Eli Mitchell because something's happened to Mason or or something along those lines. Like I would rather wait and save those two spots. With two weeks to go, you can activate their windows. If they're good to go, they can play one or two games to be good to go in the playoffs. Okay, Hassan watching on the YouTube page. Kyle gets scrutinized over and over, which he sometimes deserves, but he deserves a lot of credit for the 49ers winning this game. Yes, we said it. He is absolutely in his bag. Okay, we have a little bit of an update on Debo Samuel. Kyle Shanahan after the game. The initial thought is that Debo could have a high left ankle sprain, according to Kyle. Not certain yet, but nothing is broken. Now, high ankle sprain, sometimes it's better if the bone is broken, uh, just in terms of healing time. But that like, is the yeah, latest. It could be right two now. months. We don't know. Uh, yeah, we're right. not saying like, oh, he's going to be back next week. Like, no, no, no. But high ankle sprain is the worst ankle sprain. 
Yes. So and it, it could, could be, be up to two months. It could also only be three weeks. It, we're going to have to wait probably until tomorrow. Probably won't be info on severity to where they give us a timetable. So, man, you know what? If they can beat Seattle on Thursday and lock up the division, then you don't need Debo till the playoffs. Heal up, Debo. You know, I mean, obviously seeding is a thing that's real, but you certainly would feel a lot better with waiting for Debo to recover if you've got the NFC West locked up. All right, I got uh, two interesting Twitter statistics here. First one from ESPN Stats and, and Info. It says, uh, entering today, the average margin of defeat for the seven quarterbacks who faced Brady in their first career start mm-hmm. was 15.6 points. Wow. The 49ers won by 28. Woo. It's the third largest loss of Tom Brady's career. That's the stat I like. Womp womp. Oh, yeah. uh, also from Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy endured an oblique injury, mm-hmm. but that is not why the 49ers pulled him in the game. This 35 to seven score. Okay. I mean, Josh Johnson was in the game with eight minutes left and he could have come in the game earlier than that, to be honest yeah. with you. That's how much of a blowout this was. But here, here's the other one. Speaking of blowouts uh, from Nick Wagner, also of ESPN. Uh, the 49ers have won eight of their nine win- uh, games that they've won by at least 13 points. Mm-hmm. Their average margin of victory is 18.3 points. So they don't just win. They dominate. They kick the tar out of you. That's awesome. That just goes to show how well they're playing. The league is engineered for every game to be one score games and every team to be at 500 or close to it. And here come the Niners and they are just dog walking people it's unbelievable man and that's why i say kyle deserves a lot of credit i know everybody wanted to come for him and let me just say this if you blame kyle shanahan for debo samuel getting hurt you're out of your mind you're out of your mind that's dumb okay it is not kyle shanahan's fault that debo samuel gets hurt yes it was a 21 to nothing game but debo's best skill is running the ball so, like, what are we doing here? You can't use Debo Samuel with a three-score lead? What, are we just supposed to run screens the whole game? Uh, I'm sorry. This this cracks me up. Uh, there's a picture posted on Twitter. Dre Greenlaw got Brady to sign the ball that he intercepted. Nice. <laughs> that cracks Good me up. Good for him. Good for Brady for actually signing it. Like, but Dude, that, that's Brady is funny so great. Like, Brady's greatness is is guaranteed it's a lock now so like what sure he doesn't care like, great dude it's an interception look at this bay Marin paid ten dollars thank you very much no disrespect to vish but levin is the man the truth the <laughs> legend besides victory mondays are for vish which we'll do tomorrow uh here on youtube twitter uh facebook my twitch page at stats on fire that'll be 10 a.m pacific but levin you got a fan in bay Marin. yeah how about that mr random bob you're gonna one up <laughs> him with fifteen dollars come on let's get this going that would be, I'd be down for that. Please feel free. We appreciate everybody. K Sachs, thank you for the donation. Uh, Ryan J. Gottlieb, we can't afford to have Purdy hurt. No, I don't think Purdy is hurt. He just sustained a type of uh, uh, an oblique injury. He, I don't think it's like a major thing, Ryan, at least hopefully, although I guess we'll find out on the conference call. Now all the people, are, where are all these Levin stands coming from? Levin is awesome. Don't listen to that guy. Uh, I, I don't know how much they're my stands as much as they just don't like you. And I constantly make fun of you and that's true. Call you out. So. A lot of people do not like probably me. it's probably people siding with me just because they hate you. 
Sarah watching on YouTube says Jerry Rice was critical of how Kyle uses his star players. I did see that on his Instagram. He basically said Trey Lance got hurt running up the middle. I'm paraphrasing now. Uh, Debo got hurt running up the middle. Stop using our skilled players up the middle. Like it's football, man. If Kyle knew he was going to get hurt, he wouldn't have run him. But like you can't just take all the subs out or, or all the starters out when you're up by 21 points against Tom Brady and just run like I don't know what you wanted the offense to become. Just go routes every play. Like that's just not how it works, man. I'll just say this: like Debo's not being paid what he's being paid because of what he is as a wide receiver. Right. He's being paid because what he is is an offensive weapon. If he was only a wide receiver and he didn't bring that running part of it, he wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the money he got. He's a decent wide receiver. He He's certainly a good starting caliber wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, but he's not like a dominant number one solely because he's a wide receiver. It's what he brings in the run game on top of it that makes him one of the best offensive weapons in the league. So you can't just say, yeah, yes. we're going to not do that because we don't want him to get hurt. Exactly. You you got to let these guys play. And J.R. Foles watching on the YouTube page, if we lost this game, stats would be blasting Kyle Shanahan for getting Debo injured. No, I wouldn't. Just like I didn't blast Kyle Shanahan for getting Trey Lance injured. So you can go right to hell I with like that this comment. J.R. Volts. I, I like that. That's bull, man. No. <laughs> Like, I hate when people say that, like, oh, if the opposite thing happened. No, because I can apply logic to a situation, okay? It's not that difficult. Like, damn, I know it sucks that Debo got hurt. I know it does. But you just can't blame. We always do that, right? We want someone to blame, whether it's Kyle Shanahan or the turf field. And I get that, right? We're hurting when our stars get hurt. It hurt to see Debo crying as the cart drove him off the field. But that doesn't make, make it Kyle Shanahan's fault. It doesn't mean you could just point to one thing. It means he got tackled. Somebody twisted his knee or his ankle as he was fighting for more yards and he got hurt and that sucks, but that's the reality of it. Yeah. You, you can't be angry. Like I, I will say, I think the Trey Lance situation is different. I don't think a quarterback should be getting thrown up the middle. Bumps and bruises do matter more to a quarterback in my opinion, but you pay Debo because of what he can do. And by the way, he had just scored a touchdown. On, on a, a run type of play. So can't exactly be mad. Will White on Facebook. You guys are missing the point. The kind of play calling that got Trey and Debo hurt is the problem. Okay. So you want the offense to be no runs from anybody. Cause what if Kyle ran it with Christian McCaffrey up the middle and then Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Are we still going to blame Kyle Shanahan. Like, that's what I mean. Somebody has got to carry the ball and it's got to be somewhere on the field. I don't know what you people want the offense to become with a three score lead. But you're facing Tom Brady, okay? We've seen Tom Brady come back a billion times. Hell, last week he came down two scores in, in what, like two minutes or whatever it was? Like, what are we talking about here? Again, stop with this. Stop trying to blame him because the guy got hurt. I hate that. <laughs> like, can we get back on the positive stuff here, please? Like, so hey, many You're the one that's happening. grabbing all the comments. I just, sorry. I just, <laughs> that bothered me. I want to be I don't blame happy. you, but. No, like this game, I, I don't know what to say. Like you said, like there's no one thing to go, oh my God, can you believe what this guy did? Because the whole team played well. They are feeling it now. They are absolutely rolling. I think the, the Seattle game, like this is perfect. And, and we talked about this stretch of the season for the 49ers, right? I know going into it, I was like, well, 
You're probably not going to win all these games. Guess what? Yes, they have. Chargers win. Cardinals win. Saints win. Dolphins win. Bucks win. They've scored 30 points in th- uh, three out of their last four games. That's freaking, this offense is rolling in a way that we have not seen. And again, two of those games have been with Brock Purdy. How about this? The Niners have given up 197 points so far this season. The next closest team in the division is 99 points worse. And the next closest team in the entire NFC is the Cowboys. And they're 32 points worse, which is almost three points per game. Like. The defense is just – it's on a different level. I, I was – maybe it's because it's the Bucks, but at halftime I had the thought, I think they've kind of reached that Tampa Bay championship caliber defense. They're not the Ravens of 20, 2001, but they are that Bucks team that won a Super Bowl. I think they're up there for certainly into the discussion for a top 10 all-time defense. Oh boy. Okay. Hold on. So this is part of the hazard of being able to, or hosting a show while stuff is happening. Brock Purdy, this injury may be something. He has an oblique injury. Shanahan said they will have to see how he feels tomorrow before determining potential availability for Thursday night. So we could potentially be seeing Josh Johnson against the Seahawks on Thursday. Nah. I, I call BS on that. That's just him playing games with Seattle because if it was anything somewhat serious, like you, you, as you were reading that, I am watching Brock Purdy standing on the field being interviewed by Aaron Andrews in no pain, not doing any, like if he, if he had any kind of serious injury, he would have been headed for the locker room. He wouldn't have been out there doing interviews, acting like everything's fine. I don't think it's anything. I I hope you're right. I'm just telling you what, what Kyle Shanahan said. All right. That, I mean, I don't blame him for saying that now Seattle has to wonder. I mean, what, what are they really going to like? You know, Kyle Shanahan plays those games. It is amazing that we cannot have a big win without somebody getting hurt. It's crazy. (laughs) seems like every frigging week, starting with Trey Lance in week two. Batman 29 watching on YouTube. The someone is Mason, TDP, or Coleman. Okay, so that's who you want to get the ball. And then when those guys get hurt, like, in the, in the second quarter, that's who you want to get give the ball to. What if the offense starts to sputter? Like, again, you can't just try to run the clock out in the second quarter. You can't just, like, fold up shop and try to huddle down and hope nobody gets hurt against Tom Brady. That's how you lose. You can't coach scared. And that includes trying to protect your players in the first half still. <laughs> right. And that's what Kyle Shanahan, honestly, I feel like he's evolving a little bit. Like he came out of this game, Levin. Can I just say? Passing. <laughs> I was so frustrated. And yes, I did think of you when he went for it on fourth and two. Of course you go for it on fourth and two when it's a 35 to seven game. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> instead of taking, like when they lined up to take the field goal and then there was a delay and they ended up, eh, let's go for it anyways. It's like, oh, now you'll go for it? Well, you know why he did that? I think because he didn't want to put the defense back on the field. I think he was like, I don't want Bosa to have to go back out there. If we kick a field goal, the defense has got to go back out. If we convert, we can keep the offense out there and right. just keep running this thing and the down. the points didn't matter. 
Yeah, no, the three. It wasn't about the three points. But Kyle came out passing. I mean, first play of the game, Purdy gets sacked, right? And then it was, of course, the roughing the passer. But then next play, pass. Next play, pass. Next play, pass. Christian McCaffrey didn't get a carry till they were at the Bucks' thirty-four yard line, and then Debo run ran it in for the touchdown. I think Kyle has realized he's got a pass on the early downs, especially early in the game, and that will open things up for the rushing attack. I mean, what's he always said? He adjusts for what the defenses do, and it's clear that this season, defenses have said on first down, we're betting you're going to run, and so he's going to yep. zig instead of zag. And it's working, man. I'm telling you, like he's in his bag. Obviously, D'Amico Ryans is clearly in his bag because everything that guy friggin' does seems to work. Um, there's a shot that Matt Barrows just put out of. Looks like Kyle talking with Brock Purdy. And like Kyle never looks happy. Even after the wins, he doesn't look too happy. In this in this shot, he just he's looking at Brock like mm, he doesn't look pleased. Now, again, it's a picture, so who knows? But I like to see some okay. positivity. I'm looking at a video of him talking and one Kyle shaking his head. I think he's just kind of walking him through it. But the thing I don't see is the fact that he Brock Purdy's in street clothes and he's not going and getting medical treatment. If he had a real injury, he would be in the medical, not in front of his locker. True. Apparently Eric branched, Eric branch uh, asked the question to Kyle Shanahan and he, prefaced the question by talking about being on the losing side against Brady in the Super Bowl. And he said, not to be a jerk, but and Shanahan interrupted him and said, that's not being a jerk. That's just a fact, which by the way is true. Dre Greenlaw on uh, getting Tom Brady to autograph the football. I went, I went like a little fangirl. <laughs> Got to soothe him up. You're the greatest ever. <laughs> he is the greatest ever. If you're Dre Greenlaw, I would oh, do yeah. the same thing, man. The game is over. You've won. You've intercepted the greatest quarterback of all time. For all you know, you're never going to play him again. Well, you, you might face him in practice every day next year. Well, that's true too. <laughs> but I have no problem with that. Even if they lost, I honestly like, dude, it's friggin' Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play. And Carlo, by the way, Dream Greg Dre Greenlaw needs to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he does. In fact, no, we he should doesn't. go. No, he doesn't. Well, he can make it, and he just doesn't have to play yeah, it. Yeah, no, he needs to be in the Super Bowl. He doesn't. Need we got to gotta boost Bowl. everybody. <laughs> Warner, Greenlaw, Aziz, all these people need to be boosted for the Pro Bowl. There's, there's not enough 49ers representation. There. Hey, don't forget about Tabor Pepper. Okay. Yeah, long snapper extraordinaire. We love you, Tabor. Uh, Scott Humphrey says rematch in the NFC title game. Look, I would love to face this team again in the NFC title game. Can we sign for that right now, please? I mean, damn, they couldn't do anything. Like I said, I think it was two weeks ago on our on our podcast. The only team that I have a preference for not playing is the Eagles, and it's not because of their records. I don't think they're that much better than everybody else. I, I think they, they're managing to pull out games, but it's because Jalen Hurts can escape. Right. Like, I'm not worried about Brady. He can't escape anything. I think they're, they're always going to struggle against this defense. It's the the offenses that have some good skill players and a quarterback who can get away from the pass rush that I don't like facing. Dak is no longer that quarterback, by the way. Yeah, with Dak is he he he's like scrambles to extend the play, but he doesn't really take off and run. Um, by the way, Kyle Shanahan he was before this game, but I didn't mention it last week. 
now over 500 as a head coach officially in the regular season. I know a lot of people were giving him love for being over 500 a couple of weeks ago. That was only if you included the playoffs, which I don't know why people do that because the playoffs are not included in stats like that. But now he is. Now he's rolling. And uh, good luck to anybody facing the 49ers. I know it's like, you know, anybody could win any week, but the, the team is kicking ass again. 68 to 24. They're outscoring opponents the last two weeks. They're just boat racing people. <laughs> they're they're on a different level. They're as locked in as we have seen pretty much, I mean, ever. I mean, the Brock you Purdy can't coverage, get more locked in. Let me put it that way. The Brock Purdy coverage this week is going to be unbelievably insane. It was You thought it was last week. The Brock truthers, man, this is their week. They're going to be, I mean, Brock, they're going to want to be declaring him the starter next year already. Just giving him the job, man. You know what Thursday will be? It will be the battle of the quarterbacks that people yes. doubted the most. Yes. <laughs> Very smart, Levin. You're right. No one thought Geno Smith was ever going to be anything ever again. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Every team passed on him many times. <laughs> Those will By be the, the way, two storylines. Today was the battle of Mr. Irrelevance. Ryan Suckup against Brock Purdy. And did you see that field goal attempt by Ryan Suckup? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that what was happened? terrible. I saw a fan tweet from the tunnel. They caught the ball in the tunnel. <laughs> what the hell was that? That uh, was he, that was he was ready to go back. He was he was done. That was Chase McLaughlin. Remember when he was the fill-in kicker for the Niners mm-hmm. against Seattle in 2019, and he just totally pulled it. Yeah, the Awful. pressure got to him on that. Yeah. Oh well, that's a shame. Uh, so next week it's Niners and Seattle, and again, like. People are going to want to get you to declare this week what you are. Are you a Brock guy? Are you a Jimmy guy? Are you a Trey guy? Should we give Brock? Should Brock be the starter next year? Like they're going to come up with these dopey storylines. You don't have to decide this week. We don't have to decide anything. If Brock Purdy wins every game the rest of the regular season, we don't have to decide yet. If he wins every game and they go to the NFC Championship game again, we don't have to decide yet. You don't have to declare. Just enjoy it. It is awesome. It's awesome to see him. He's running around. He's dropping back back there. He's extending plays. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can get it done. And just when you're playing with your third string quarterback, don't make any declarations. If you're winning, just enjoy the ride. All right. So we got a little bit of an update. Brock Purdy's doing his interview right now. Uh, He was asked about the oblique injury. He said, we'll see how it goes this week. It felt a little tight at the end from taking hits. If I needed to play the rest of the game, I would have. I'll get treatment and get ready to roll. Oh, I, I don't see him missing a game. He might sit out practice. I could see him sitting out and only practicing one day this week. That's not really encouraging. Is that really what you want from your rookie quarterback to practice one day? Well, no, that's not what you want, but I don't think there's any threat to him missing the game. I want here's what you know what you want to hear from Brock. I'm good. I'm good to go. I'll be fine. I don't like that. He said, we'll see how it goes this week. That's dicey to me. I'm now I'm nervous. Now I got to have Ajita all week. Levin. <laughs> you got issues for a guy that never leaves his basement. You sure worry about a lot. Should I not? Be? Do you want to see Josh Johnson against Seattle this week? No, that's why I'm encouraged because it means he's definitely going to play. He just might not be able to practice a ton. He might be limited in practice. But then again, quarterbacks don't get hit. So in practice, uh, I don't like it. 
This is the like the one more game in this stretch that we need to win is on Thursday. Damn it! Yeah, we, come on, Brock. Put it this way: win on Thursday, and the last three games are eh, <laughs> whatever happens. Right, and that's a weird thing to say, right? Because we're so used to grinding. Well, there's no bye week. That's the problem. There's no chance at a bye week. Yeah, because I know. only one team gets it, and they're three games up. But I mean, think about how nice it would be to have the division locked up. Right. Going into week 16, we were so used to this team having to grind it out at the end of the year, even in 2019, when they were awesome and they were the one seed. It came down to the last game, the last play of the year. And Seattle was an inch away. And that was with a Super Bowl team to be able to have the division locked up. is just like it's so different from us. Like, I won't know what to do the last three weeks of the year. Speaking of that game, what, what jerseys did they wear in that game? Uh, that 2019 game, they wore the throwbacks, I believe. Guess what they're wearing on Thursday? Oh, Same no. Same jersey. Are they wearing the whites? Or are they going to go with the She tweeted that right after the game. Ooh, see, that's I like that move by the Niners, right? Little intimidation factor there. You got the throwbacks. I, I definitely like that. Uh, road game, too, which I feel like mm-hmm. it's been weird. They've just been chilling at Levi's for like the whole second half of the year. Yeah, I like Six and one at Levi's. When's the last time we've been able to say the Niners are great at home? Yeah, they've really turned it around. I mean, damn. Wait, this is a weird comment from Chris Ricciardi. Are the Colts going to release Matt Ryan so we could pick him up? I'd, he'd have to go through waivers, first of all. But, oh, look, here it is. Loyalty over money on YouTube. Brock looked way better than Trey Lance's ass ever did. Let's be real. Like, oh my God. Why do we have to pit these quarterbacks against each other? Like, what what are we doing here, man? We can't just enjoy Brock Purdy. We got to say that he's better than Trey Lance. Come on. I mean, you can see the bias there in the comment. If he just said Br- Purdy looked better than Lance did. Yeah, that's true. Purdy looked better than Lance has looked. But it's such a small sample size, it doesn't mean a whole lot. The fact that he put ass in there tells you everything <laughs> about the guy's b- bias here. A lot of people ready to tear Trey Lance down. I'm not going to be tearing anybody down on a day the 49ers won. I mean, we might have a quarterback seven. competition if it continues like this next oh, year. But Don't do that. Don't even go there. We don't need to go there yet. Damn, man. Brock Purdy is the first rookie in the Super Bowl era with at least two touchdown passes and a rushing TD and a passer rating of 125-plus in his first career start. I was just reading that same tweet. Ha. I beat you to it. <laughs> I am the superior host. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it because I don't know what else to say. The 49ers are really good. They're kicking everybody's ass. And I don't care who you are right now. If you're Philly, if you're whoever you are, the Cowboys, bring it on, man. Even with Brock Purdy, bring it on. If you think you're going to come in and push the 49ers around, you are dead ass wrong. We can leave it with this. We got football in four days yes it is going to be incredible and you are not going to be with us on the instant reacts on thursday so i'll be uh finding a new host so whoever that random bob that didn't want you on the instant reacts he's getting his wish next week you're getting his wish with vish (laughs) i don't know we'll see by the way shout out to homage i got my homage shirt on right now one of our great sponsors here at niners nation they have awesome 49ers gear 
Uh, you can find a link right in this description on YouTube or in the podcast description. I'll throw it in there as well. It'll take you right to their 49ers page. They have the best 49ers gear out there. It's different. It's fun, cool stuff. It's like stuff that's designed by a 49ers fan. So you should go check that out. Plus they have, if you don't want to do, uh, do a 49er thing, they have like pop culture references, t-shirts and stuff like that. They have hoodies. They have all, a ton of great stuff. You should go and check them out. You're not wearing your homage shirt, are you, Levin? Somebody was at work all day, so you're just lucky I'm here talking to you. I guess I'm just happy you have a shirt on at all. Anyway, thanks to you. I can change that. No, God, no. <laughs> that Talk about account violation. That's a different streaming service that you're talking about being on, Levin. One that I for sure want no freaking part of. Thank you. <laughs> thanks to everybody out there. Go Niners. They get to win. Remember, Vish Kumaran and I will be on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter on the Niners Nation uh, show. Uh, what, what, what the hell do I call it? Under review. That's what it's called. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Shut up, man. I've been sick. You're your host, my butt. I've been sick all week. Shut up, man. Please <laughs> join us for that. We'll take your questions, your comments as well. And uh, just yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and prepare for a victory Monday, everybody. Yeah.